Welcome to the Prophecy Club. We're going to talk about Bible prophecy today. I'm going to be doing a series, I think anyway, called Answers to Tough Bible Prophecy Questions. And today we're going to be answering the question, is the tribulation seven years long or only three and a half years long? (laughs) Actually, this is quite a big question in the community of Bible prophecy students. There are many people that think the scriptures point to a three and a half year period, and then there's some just adamant, no, the tribulation is a seven year period. So I'm going to show you what the scriptures say about it, because it is very important that you know whether you're about to live through a seven year period or only three and a half years. So for simplicity's sake of understanding, let's call the tribulation seven years, and then the second half of it the time of the Great Tribulation. Now, understand that the Great Tribulation, in terms of reward's sake, in terms of being overcomer, is actually speaking of the entire seven-year period. So, let's start with the Great Tribulation. Now, this is the scripture that talks about it. Matthew twenty-four twenty-one, Jesus speaking, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Meaning, it is the worst time in human history, the 6,000 years from Adam to the end, 6,000 years, it is the worst time of all of those years. Now, let's cover a couple of scriptures here first, and I think these are the scriptures where those people that see three and a half years, this is where they get it, but I'm going to help you to see how I say it, which I believe, and I've heard the audible voice of God tell me that actually the tribulation is seven years long. So we'll get to that in just a minute. First of all, this is one of the scriptures that I think that they misunderstand, thinking that it's saying that the tribulation is actually three and a half years. Daniel 7.25, and he shall speak great words. Now, hang on just a second. Those two words, that's really important because when it says he is talking about the Antichrist or the beast, really more correctly, we should refer to him as the beast, but loosely we call him the Antichrist. But when it says he shall speak great words, that they, that means that the Antichrist, which according to several scriptures, is going to be the best looking and the best speaking man that has ever lived on the earth. And those people that judge by the flesh will be Well, they will swallow what he says hook, line, and sinker because he will speak great words. Remember those great words because those are going to be talked about in the next three scriptures. Okay, so let's go on. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. Now, when it says wear out, that means that he defeats them. I don't think it means just defeating them by bullets and missiles. More so, I think it means that he defeats the saints in the war of words, and I'll show you why. He shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand, meaning the saints, will be turned over to the beast, until a time, times, and the dividing of time. Now I'm going to show you why I think that that is the last three and a half years they are handed over to the beast, meaning everybody that doesn't take the mark of the beast will be killed if they have their way about it. Now, if the tribulation was three and a half years, this would be saying that the beast just pops out of nowhere, just appears on the earth. One day he wasn't, the next day he is, and all of a sudden starts ruling the saints for the last three and a half years. Does that make sense? 
Doesn't make sense, does it? Makes sense that he would come on the scene and then he would grow up and get stronger and stronger. And that's what Daniel chapter 7 says. Daniel 7, 8 says, And I consider the horns, that is the ten rulers of the world government, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, meaning that the world government is formed, and then the beast comes up among those ten global region rulers, and before whom the three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots. So when he comes in, he overcomes three of the other global rulers, meaning that he doesn't come in in the last three and a half years of the tribulation. He starts shortly after the seven-year tribulation begins. He shows up shortly after it begins. Now let's go to Daniel eleven thirty-six, And the king shall do according to his, his will, and that's talking about the Antichrist, and shall exalt himself, remember those words again, and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished, for that that is determined shall be done, meaning the prophecies will be fulfilled. So what he's saying is the Antichrist, when he comes on, he will exalt himself, he will say he is the greatest on earth, and a lot of people will accept that arrogance and they will believe him. Then it says he will speak marvelous things against the God of gods. Well, that's also the great things. Now, Great words here is not talking about good things. And let's go to Revelation thirteen five. It gives a better description of what it's talking about. And there was given to him a mouth speaking great things. Now, these are the great things he's speaking. A mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given him to continue 40 and 2 months. How long is 40 and 2 months? Well, that's time, times, and the half a time. See, time is one year. Times is two years. And the dividing of time is half a time. So time, times, and half a time, or time, times, the dividing of time is three and a half years, which is 42 months. Same thing. And it's speaking of the last 42 months. Very important that you get this. Very important for your, how how should we say, your happiness as you go through this. Anyway, let's go on. And it was given him a mouth speaking great things. That means that God, and God is what gives him this. God gives him not only permission, but the words to say. Remember the scripture says that he shall send that God shall send them a strong delusion, so that all those who not come to the knowledge of the truth would believe the lie and be damned. Well, the lie is the beast, how good he looks and how good he sounds, and he will be given a mouth by God to speak great things and blasphemies. And power was given to him to continue 42 months. That's the last three and a half years. And I'm going to show you in just a second why that is. Now let's go to Revelation 11.2. But the court, which is without the temple, leave out. And measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city, meaning Jerusalem, they shall tread underfoot 40 and two months. Well, there's your time, times, and dividing of town. Meaning that the evil people... Uh, in this case, the Gentiles, the Gentiles that are not Jews and that many of them are not saved, they will rule over Jerusalem for the last three and a half years with the beast. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days. Well, how long is a thousand two hundred and three score days? It's a thousand. All right, we got that. Two hundred, that's twelve hundred. Three score is sixty. So that's twelve hundred and sixty days. How long is 1,260 days? That's the same thing as time, times, 
and the dividing of time, or the same thing as 42 months. So 42 months, time times the dividing of time, and 1,203 score days, all talking about three and a half years. So the two witnesses prophesied the last three and a half years, meaning, as I was told, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. The voice said, this is the time of miracles. As the judgment hits, so will my miracles. And he will, what we're about to see is miracles like no one has ever seen. Going all the way back to Adam and Eve, no one has ever seen the kind of miracles that are about to break forth on the earth. And when these miracles break forth, he said, I'm going to meet the devil step by step, inch by inch, pound for pound, everything he does. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. And he will help us through these days. Now, in the middle of the tribulation, there is a war in heaven. This is another point of contention. People misunderstand this. They think that this war in heaven, oh, it took place before the foundation of the heaven and the earth. No, it didn't. Uh, they think it's already taken place. It has not. I'll show you why. But in the middle of the, of the tribulation, there's a war in heaven, and the devil is cast out into the earth. And the devil then inhabits the body of his, quote, son of perdition, meaning the beast, or the Antichrist. And he possesses his body for the last three and a half years. Now, here's the question. Did the beast just pop out of the world, and all of a sudden this man just appears that nobody knew yesterday, and all of a sudden he's here, and he's now going to rule the earth for the last three and a half years? Of course not. He had to come up into power, and it takes him three and a half years to get himself into that position. That makes sense, doesn't it? So if he rules the last three and a half years, it makes sense that it would take him three and a half years to rise to the ruling position. Daniel 12.12 says, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For this is when the devil gets kicked out of heaven. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman, that's the nation of Israel, which brought forth the man-child, that's Jesus, and to the woman, now this woman is talking about those people that keep the commands of God and have the testimony of Jesus that live in Jerusalem, meaning the Christians, and to wings of a great eagle were given to her that she might fly to the wilderness into her place where she is nourished, here it is again, for a time, times, and half a time. Same three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days. Same time, still talking about the last three and a half years, where he's nourished for a time, times, and a half a time from the face of the serpent. So we see that what happens is in the middle of the seven-year period, in the middle of the tribulation, Satan is cast out of heaven, and there was found no place for him. And he's cast out into the earth, and he then inhabits the beast, or his son, called the son of perdition, or the Antichrist, all same thing, and he inhabits his body for the last three and a half years, that's when he goes in and sets on the Ark of the Covenant, which is the golden throne of God. He stops animal sacrifice, and he proclaims himself God, and that's when the false prophet says, there he is, that's him, that's God, everybody got to worship him. Let's go to the rise of the beast. Let me show you the scriptures about how he rises. You have to ask yourself, did he just pop on the scene to start the last three and a half years, or did he rise? Well, I'm going to show you he actually rose to power. Now let's go to the rise of the beast and see if this sounds like it takes eh, one day 
Well, this is taking him about three and a half years to do all this. Daniel eleven twenty one, And in his estate shall stand up a vile person. This is the first place in Daniel chapter 11 where it begins to talk about the beast or the antichrist. Shall stand up a vile person to whom they shall not give, give the honor of the kingdom, but he shall come in peaceably and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. Yeah, that's how he starts out, but he also turns to war. And with the arms of a flood shall they be overflown from before him, and shall be broken, yea, also the prince of the covenant. And after the league made with him, he shall work deceitfully, and he shall come up and shall be strong with the small people. You see, all of this takes time. Meaning that he didn't just pop up on the earth at the beginning of the last three and a half years. And he shall enter peaceably even upon the fattest places of the province. Now, you look up that word fattest, and the word means crude oil. I believe that he wants to go see these massive crude oil fields in Israel that are the greatest oil fields on the planet of the earth, and that's in Israel at the time he's there. He shall enter peaceably even on the fattest places of the province, and he shall do that which his fathers have not done, nor his father's fathers. He shall scatter among them the prey, the spoil, and the riches. In other words, the wealth from the oil wells. And he shall forecast his devices, that's missiles, against the strongholds even for a time. That's for a year. So there we have at least a one-year war. And he shall, I'm going to prove to you that this is before the middle of the tribulation here in just a second too. And he shall stir up his power and his courage against the king of the south with a great army. All right, who is the king of the south? Everything is referenced to Jerusalem. So what is the nation directly south of Jerusalem? Answer, he's talking about Egypt here. Throughout the scriptures, the king of the south is always Egypt. The king of the south with a great army. So here he's talking about a war that lasts for at least a year between Israel and uh, Egypt. And the king of the south shall be stirred up to battle with a very great and mighty army. And he shall not stand, for they shall forecast devices against him, meaning missiles. Yea, they that feed of the portion of his meat shall destroy him, meaning that the ruler of Egypt is destroyed. And his army shall overflow, meaning the Antichrist and his Israeli army at that time will overrun them, and many shall fall down slain. And both of these kings, meaning the Antichrist and the king of Egypt, king's hearts shall be to do mischief, and they shall speak lies at one table, but it shall not prosper. For yet the end shall be at the time appointed. And then he shall return to his land with great riches, and his heart shall be against the holy covenant, and he shall do exploits, and return to his own land. And at the time appointed he shall return and come toward the south, but it shall not be as the former, or as the latter, for the ships of Kittim shall come against him. See, there's another war. Therefore he shall be grieved, and return, and have indignation against the holy covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. And the arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, meaning that he will go in and set on the ark of the covenant and proclaim himself God. And before he does that, he will stop the animal sacrifice. That's what it says here. And they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. 
So all of this is proving that there is not a three-and-a-half-year tribulation. It must be seven years, brothers and sisters, because at least this is at least talking about a two-year war, probably a three-year war right there. So you got to have some time for this guy to rise to power, and that is what it's talking about. Now, Daniel 12:11 says, And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, that's in the middle of the tribulation, and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, that's the image of the beast, there should be 1,290 days. So that's talking about this event when the Antichrist sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, just like Second Thessalonians 2, 4 says, that event is in the middle of the tribulation. Now let's talk specifically about why I feel like the seven-year tribulation is seven years and not three and a half years. One of the strongest reasons why I believe it is because as I was in the process of memorizing the book of Revelation, this was the one audible voice I heard, and I heard the seven seals play over seven years, the seven trumpets play over seven months, and the seven vials play over seven days. Well, to me, <laughs> since I heard an audible voice, and I mean, I promise I heard an audible voice, and it said the seven seals play over seven years, to me, I mean, I already thought that it would be a seven-year tribulation, but that sealed it for me. But there's more scriptural reasons. Now let's go to Daniel 3.19. This is talking about Nebuchadnezzar. There were several times, as a matter of fact, I've made some videos up on uh, YouTube explaining about Daniel chapter 3 and 4 and 5, I think it is, and I explained to you why I feel like Nebuchadnezzar will be the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit and goeth into perdition. But this is talking about Nebuchadnezzar. Now, this is, and you have to understand that the whole point of Daniel chapter 4 is to tell us who the Antichrist is. I'm going to say it again. The whole point of Daniel chapter 4 is to tell us who the Antichrist is. I'm going to show you that. So let's start at Daniel chapter 3. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Well, what is the prophetic picture of them heating the furnace seven times more than it was supposed to be heated? Well, see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is a picture of the believers, the believers that have to go through the furnace of the fire of the last seven years. And the picture was he had told them to heat the furnace seven times more, which is another picture that the tribulation is seven years. But now let's go to Daniel 4, uh, verse 13. I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher and a holy one come down from heaven. He cried aloud and said thus, Hew down the tree. Now this is talking about Nebuchadnezzar. You remember the story. See, Nebuchadnezzar had the angel come to him and said, Look, you need to straighten up your act. If you don't, judgment's going to fall on you. And Daniel told him, Look, you better straighten up. You better start being nice to all the poor people. He didn't listen. And exactly, exactly 12 months later, he was walking through his palace and say, Man, you know, look at all this. See what I did. All of a sudden, the voice came to him and the prophecy came to pass. Now, I'm just going to start right with the prophecy. And he says, And the voice said, Hew down the tree, cut off his branches, shake off his leaves, scatter his fruit, let the beast get away from under it, 
and the fowls of his branches. All this is just saying is that Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom is going to be taken away from him. But this is the important part. Nevertheless, leave the stump of his roots in the earth. Question, what happens when you cut off a tree and you leave the stump? Every time, what happens? Answer, it comes back to life. So when it says, leave the stump of his roots in the earth, it's saying that Nebuchadnezzar will come back to life. Yes, it is saying that his kingdom would be restored. But you see, that's one fulfillment, but prophecies repeat themselves. And in this case, it was talking about how Nebuchadnezzar would die and then come back to life. What? You mean people come back to life? Yep. The beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit and shall go into perdition, and they that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life from the foundation of the world. So, yes, he comes back to life. So, anyway, let's continue. Nevertheless, leave the stump of its roots in the earth, even with a band of iron brass, that's important, but I'll skip it for right now, in the tender grass of the field, let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts of the grain, the grass of the earth. Beasts. Well, see, that's what he comes back as, as the beast. Let his heart be changed from man's, and let a beast's heart be given to him. Very dead again. Let his heart be changed from a man's heart, and let a beast's heart be given unto him. Meaning that for seven years, this Antichrist, this Nebuchadnezzar, ascends out of the bottomless pit, And for seven years, he is the beast. He is given a beast's heart. See, the whole point of Daniel was a message not to Daniel, not to Nebuchadnezzar. The whole point of the book of Daniel is it is a message for us, the last generation. It's not for Daniel, it's for us. So when it says, let his heart be changed from man's and let a beast's heart be given to him, he's saying that this guy is the beast that will ascend out of the bottomless pit and become the Antichrist. Now, let's go on. Let a beast's heart be given to him, and let seven times pass over him. So I don't know how you can get any more plain than that. Matter of fact, one guy emailed me one day, would you please give me the exact book, chapter, and verse where it says the tribulation is seven years long? And I said, here it is. Daniel 4.16. I said, but you have to understand that Daniel chapter 4 is telling you who the Antichrist is, And this specifically is telling you how long he will be given a beast's heart. So there you go. Let seven times pass over him. This is the matter of the watchers and the demand of the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basis of men. Now let's jump to Daniel 4.32. And he shall drive them from men and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of, of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, here it is, seven times shall pass over thee, until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and give it to whomsoever he will. He was trying to convince Nebuchadnezzar not to become the beast, but, of course, Nebuchadnezzar never did understand what was going on. He, he built... I mean, I, I could go, I, I've made DVDs on this. I made videos on this on YouTube, so I don't need to go through it again. But the whole point of this is to show us that Nebuchadnezzar is the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit. Now let's go to Daniel 9 2. 
In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Meaning, Daniel read that there was a prophecy that there would be 70 years of judgment upon Jerusalem. Let me say it again. That's very important. That there would be 70 years of judgment about to come upon Jerusalem. So here's what Daniel does. He goes to fasting and goes to praying. Lord, I want to know, what's the 70 years of desolations on Jerusalem? In Daniel 9.25, the angel shows up and tells him the answer. He says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem and to Messiah the prince shall be seven weeks, three score, and two weeks. Now, I don't have time to cover that too deeply, but simply saying, it's saying that 69 of the 70 weeks have been fulfilled. Remember, there's 70 weeks or 70 years, that's the way they're saying it, of, Jeruse- of, of desolations or of judgment coming on Jerusalem. And that verse says that 69 of those 70 weeks have been fulfilled. Now, let's jump down to verse 27. And he, meaning the Antichrist, shall confirm the covenant with many, I believe that means many nations, for one week. Well, that word week in the Hebrew is Shabuah. Now, kind of like you and I say, if I, if I say, hey, go get me a couple of eggs, you bring back two. If I say, go get me a dozen eggs, you bring back 12. Well, in the Hebrew language, that word Shabuah means seven. So it says, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one Shabuah. That is saying that there is seven of those 70 years left, seven years remaining of the prophecy. And in the midst of the week, that's the Shabuah again, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations, that's when he sets up the image of the beast, he shall make it desolate. In other words, he will make the holy place filthy by sitting on the Ark of the Covenant and by setting up the image of the beast. Even until the consummation, means even until Jesus returns, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate, meaning that determined will happen until all of the, the words of God should be fulfilled. Matthew eighteen twenty one. Then Peter came unto him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Until seven times? Now this is really important. And Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee seven times, but unto seventy times seven. Well, how long is that? That's 490 years, or 70 weeks. Meaning that Jesus is going to forgive Jerusalem for 70 weeks, and then he returns. And of course, in there you have to insert the 2,000-year church age. It takes a little while to understand what is going on. But the point is, I've given you, if you've understood what I've said, Several, several, several reasons to say that the tribulation is a seven-year period, a 1260-day period, within the beginning of it is time, times, and the dividing of time, and the second part is time, times, and the dividing of time, or 42 months and 42 months, three and a half years and three and a half years, meaning a total of seven years. Now, let me tell you about my book. Before I started writing this book, before I started memorizing the book of Revelation, I knew nothing of what is in this book. Like, for example, I did not understand when prophetic time stopped and when it started. Did it start 
with Jesus' birth, his death, his burial, resurrection? I didn't know. Now I know it's in this book. I didn't understand when the marriage supper of the Lamb took place. I knew it takes place someplace out there, but I didn't understand when. I didn't know when. I didn't know what feast. I didn't know that it tied together with a feast. I also knew that the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we which are alive and remain. But I thought that was all one phrase. I thought it was all one event. And that's, by the way, part of what tangles up so many people for understanding when the rapture and how the rapture and how the events of the last days take place. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that because I didn't know when the marriage supper took place. Now I know it's in the book. And I didn't understand that when Jesus returns, he's going to return two more times. Cannot tell you how many times I told people, oh, he's going to return one more time. He's going to put his foot down on the Mount of Olives. He returns as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He returns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Wrong, 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 wrong. He returns two more times. Like it says in Acts 1.11, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into the heavens? This same Jesus shall return in like manner as you have seen him go. Well, how did you see him go? Well, we saw him go in the clouds, okay, but he left as a lamb. He just had Thomas touch his scars, and he ate fish with his disciples. He left as a lamb. He returns as a lamb. I didn't understand that. That's all explained in the book. One for 20, don't do that. Get five for 30 or 10 for 55 at prophecyclub.com. It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy.